Hello and welcome to the Game of Thrones Tower of Babel Breakdown. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Second Sons. Uh, but before we get into it, I'd like to thank all of our new listeners. Um, if you're new here, I have never read the books. Dan has read them twice, uh, so we give kind of two perspectives on it and uh, break down each episode scene by scene, then talk about it as a whole um, and how it fits into the Game of Thrones uh, mythos and universe. Um, if you like this stuff, you might like our other podcast we do. Uh, it's called the Tower of Babel podcast, and we talk about uh, the week's movies, gaming, and television news, uh, and you know, give our perspective on that as well. It's by fans, it's for fans. Um, if you like it, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Our website is the Tower of Babel Podcast. Com. You'll be able to find this uh, podcast there as well. So we'll jump right into this week's episode. Um, it was called Second Sons. Dan, what did you think? I, the, the title of the episode is all about Daenerys' story. Her, she gets a lot of uh, action. Not really action, but she's in this episode a decent amount. And her story moves in this episode. Uh, do you want to do it in order like normal? Uh, yeah, let's do it in order. So Kay. it starts with who, Dan? Arya and the Hound. It starts Arya and the Hound, and we see them again. It's just that one scene, just right? Just one scene. Which, I don't know, like, I spoke with a lot of people, and, like, her, like, being kidnapped by the Hound, a lot, a lot of people overlooked that part of, of last week's episode. They kind of forgot about it. Did we talk about it a lot, or I don't remember? We didn't even talk about it a lot last week. It, it happened, was, and it we was mentioned it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so she runs away from the Brotherhood and gets captured by the Hound, and you think it's such a bad thing. And then, <clears throat> in that scene, he just says that he's... Essentially, he's no longer with the Lannisters and, and all that stuff, and he's taking her to the twins where she wanted to go. He's taking her home, and he's just going to get paid. So it's kind of a silver lining. Like I mean, she hates the guy, so she has to ride with him for a while, but he is taking her home. Yeah, well, it starts with her wanting to, like, bash his skull in with a rock. Yeah. Which probably wouldn't have worked anyway, let's be honest. She's mm-hmm. not really that strong. Um, and, yeah, no, it's, I thought it was actually, like, it was... Just a different take. You weren't expecting that at all. You get this whole thing like, what are you doing? You take me back to King's Landing, obviously. And it's yeah. like, well, no, no, no. I hate those people. I'm just going to take you. I'm going to get paid. You can do, live your life, whatever. Just stop, you know, being a brat and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get through this fine. Um, most people didn't, hasn't, most people haven't really liked uh, the Hound. Like, just. Well, he is a bad guy. He's not a good guy, but he did help uh, Sansa. Yeah, which he mentioned. mentioned that. Yeah, which you know, you think back and you kind of like overlook that, but like they had like I think she, he kind of he kind of he kind of digs Sansa for a bit back then. I think he had, there was a bit of a yeah. Uh, there's a there's a part where he even offered to get her out of there. Yeah, and he, he said he could she could you know ride away with him and like he, she refused him because she also hates him because he was such a bad guy. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, but at the same time, she would have been dead if it wasn't for him. So I mean, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he not, he did save her. And... <laughs> not really oh, the most. What I thought was a um, a missed opportunity with this scene is when you know, he tells Arya what's happening with her family. I thought, like from the like the creative the creator standpoint, they probably could have had him mention a couple of the other weddings because there's a lot of weddings being planned right now, right? Just to give like people some like so people does he know recognize. about those other ones? Yeah, he, he he Well, if he found out about Rob's wedding, he could easily have found out about the others. They're much bigger news, right? That's true. That's the, so, the, like, they're the big ones. He could have said like, "There's a lot of weddings going on right now." So just because Arya does, Arya wouldn't have any of that information. But at the same time, she he's also he probably would have heard about uh, Rob's wedding because he's in that part of Westeros in the Riverlands. The Riverlands he's, aren't too far away from King's Landing. But at the same I time, don't yeah, I don't. Know, I guess it's possible that. It's not a big deal, but the whole thing, Joffrey and Marjorie's wedding is obviously huge for everywhere in the, in the yeah. kingdoms. And um, Tyrion and, and Sansa, because that's his, her sister, right? He could have mentioned yeah. that, like, so he's not all a bad guy. He could have been, like, 
Yeah, I think he would have. He would have said if he knew. I'm ass- my assumption in that case is that he just doesn't know. Maybe, then, or he's just holding it back for, <clears throat> for I don't know. For later, I don't know. But reason, then, yeah. then Tyrion and Sansa's wedding was this episode too. Yeah. So which, which is, so the episode mostly concentrated on three main storylines, and then yeah. had those two bookends. It had. Um, uh, Arya at the beginning, and it has uh, Sam at the S- end. Sam and Gilly at the end, but the rest of the episodes would jump back and forth between uh, Sansa's wedding and uh, Daenerys. Daenerys and the what was the other one? Stannis and Davos. Yeah, Stannis and Melisandre. Okay, so we jump. What was the next scene right after Arya? Was it we go right to King's Landing after that? Or do I feel we like go- I feel like it was Daenerys. I don't know. We didn't. It's possible. It doesn't really matter. Let's talk about let's yeah. talk about uh, what happened in King's Landing with uh, Sansa and Tyrion's wedding. Okay, well, in King's Landing, Cersei's miserable, and she's still acting like a queen bitch. Um, the scene, <laughs> the first scene in, in King's Landing is Marjorie talking to her, and they do the whole, like, you know, they're pretending to be friends, but they really aren't kind of deal, right? That happens a lot in the show because they have to be all prim and proper in the capital, and they have a nice little conversation where it's essentially Cersei is, like, threatening her and reminding her of what happened to other families who have you know, tried to gain power like the Tyrells have. And then at the end, she just says, I'll, I'll have you strangled in your sleep. So, like, she drops all postery and, <laughs> and just straight up says it because she's sick of that kind of stuff. Was the Reigns of Castamere, is that a song that they've been yeah. singing? In the, I like that, like, that they tied that together. So we know we've heard about this song that they've been singing before, yeah. and now it's given context <clears throat> yeah, in a so way now, that's now like... Now you know the, the story of that song. You hear the song in Season 2, Episode 9, at the end of uh, the Blackwater episode. The oh, they sing. They sing it during the credits. Yeah, at the end of that episode, the credit song is uh, the, the Reigns of Casimir or some co- cover. I don't know who did it's it. It's done. Yeah, it's done by some uh, like folk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's so, that's the kind of stuff that I like. So it's, it wasn't only was it just exposition exposition to give us more context of what that means. It was mm-hmm. also done in like a sinister, like yeah. evil yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, also in the capital, yeah, it goes to. Tyrion and Sansa's wedding. He has a whole scene where he has to talk to her and he has to get Shay out of the room and like try to console her and tell her, you know, he won't be cruel to her like the other Lannisters have been, but she can't love him, you know, just because of him, him being a Lannister and yeah, all, all this other stuff. So it's like we both hate this situation. There's nothing we can do about it, so we might as well just get drunk, get yeah. drunk, and <laughs> we do... might as well enjoy some wine. Well, and... well, yeah, exactly. It's like there's nothing. We both. Don't, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. So we might as well make the best of it. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, and he he does, or he tries to. She doesn't really know how to deal with that. She doesn't really know what to do. Um, and Joffrey is still tormenting her. Well, her and him. Both, uh, yeah. That, that that scene where like the actual wedding takes place, and she walks in, uh, or and he, yeah, Sansa walks in, and then Joffrey's yeah. like, "Well, I, I, as the the father of the realm." It's my duty to give you away. And you just see, like, the smug look. He's, like, he's yeah. happy to do it. Like, he knows <laughs> yeah. that he's torturing her. Yeah. And then he takes the stool. And he, he gets stool. up there. Which, you almost feel like the whole reason he did that in the first place was just to get that stool. He well, could have yeah, got up in any way, get it anyway. He's the king. But he just, like, yeah, God. He just found a way to torture both of them. Yeah. In the books, what happens in this wedding sequence, there's no stool. It's just, like... Tyrion tugs on Sansa's dress to get her to kneel down, and then she like for for like a brief little moment, she just like refuses to do it. Yeah, like she just has too much pride to do it or whatever, and he gets all embarrassed. And then afterwards, like she admits that she regrets it or whatever because he didn't really deserve that or you know. 
Oh yeah, it's it's like same idea, but this just makes it just you know cements the fact that Joffrey's a douche. Not that we didn't know that already. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they've been hammering that in pretty pretty uh, pretty well. Well, he he does threaten to rape her later. That that happens as well. That was pretty. Is that is that from the books or is that? that I I don't think no, I don't think that's in the books. But like, like makes sense. It seems like something he would do. And like (laughs) I like you know you believe that he actually would have done it in the show. I don't know. It was something i wasn't expecting my girlfriend we were watching it like when after the the wedding and they go to bed and Tyrion gets too drunk whatever shay comes into the room but when the, when there's like a knock on the door she thought joffrey was coming in and she was like freaking out is that oh that's what that was <laughs> oh, okay that kind of makes sense um earlier though <laughs> Tyrion stabs a knife into the table when uh mm-hmm. joffrey what does he what does he say that uh he it's says, the betting ceremony. He's talking yeah, about the thing. Thing about weddings in, in Westeros, the I don't know. They do the whole wedding ceremony, but at the what we would call the reception, there's a, a betting part where all the men grab the the wife, the bride, and tear her clothes off and bring her up to the bed, and all the women grab the dude, the husband, and bring and tear all his clothes off, and that's their like they have to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, like, front, is it in front of everyone, or is no, no, it like no, no? They just they rip off all the clothes and take them to bed, and then they leave them alone and let them do their business. <laughs> so that's what Joffrey wanted to do, and then Tyrion wouldn't let it happen. <sighs> that makes sense. And then but yeah, that... so he stabs a knife into the table, and he says that Joffrey would be fucking his own wife with a wooden cock. Yeah, he says he's gonna cut off his dick. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about that lately. <laughs> well, not really, but well, it's, it's no, happened. Well, last episode, yeah. <laughs> Beyond Greyjoy. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> uh, afterwards, this he he. Okay, so his dad, uh, yeah, Tywin, Tywin. kind of like saves the day, diffuses the situation a little bit, and um, in doing so, I think I think he's like, well, he's obviously super drunk. Tyrion obviously picks up on this and then acts even more drunk even than more he already drunk, was. Yes. Which was smart in you know. Yeah. Was, because you can't say something like that to the king, especially no. a king like Joffrey. You get like, you killed. He won't let that go. And he probably still like won't let it go. No. He just won't have him killed right then and there. <laughs> I think well it's if it wasn't for Tywin, he probably would have. Tywin's he, he like he definitely wanted to, yeah. Yeah. Well Tywin is the only person that Joffrey's clearly afraid of. Yeah. In he, some fashion as a as a if as a kid would be afraid of his grandpa who's yeah he, he's like, the only one that has like almost has authority over joffrey like yeah joffrey, which he's we, still the king but he can't fully you know do whatever he wants around tywin not like he used to when like there was nobody above him when his mom was letting him do whatever he wanted yeah well yeah they and they which they touched on he's like well you were letting this kid run roughshod over the kingdom and now i'm here and i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna fix yeah. everything that you did and i'm not gonna let him just do whatever he wants because if he did my son would be dead right now, and this whole plan would be fucked, yeah. essentially. Um, <clears throat> but it will be interesting to see how Joffrey handles that probably next episode. Like he's yeah, not well, going to let that go. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you probably know more than I. You obviously know more than I do. But yeah. I don't know if that'll be touched on right away. It might be. I Maybe. Mean, the well, there's only Cap- two episodes left this season, so it's not next week. Eh? It's two weeks from now. Next what? week. There's no episode next week. It's in a week from from next week. It's does it take a week off? Why? I don't know. Some they, stupid holiday. I. What's next week in? Is it uh, July first? June first? It's June first. It will be around then. I'm assuming. But I don't well, know. Even then, that's Canada Day. That's not an American holiday. July first is Canada Day. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. And July fourth is um, was is Independence Day. Yeah. So it's. Anyways, okay. So whatever. Two weeks. They take fine. the week. Yeah, they take the week off. 
So we'll have to wait just one more week before we find <laughs> before we get to the like penultimate like um, episode nine, which has been the big episode in the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big so one. moving on, we went to uh, the camp just outside of what's the town called again, Dan? Yunkai. Yunkai. So they're scouting out, trying to see what's going on, who the powerful friends are. We find out it's the Second Sons. It's a group of cell swords called the Second Sons, led by. Miro, the Titan, or the Titan's bastard of Bravos, was was that? Do we know more about that, or is it just no? They, like... they said that in this episode. That's all. <laughs> okay, they just he's okay. That that's his name. Sense. That's what they call. Him. Okay, all right, fine. So we have three guys. We have the leader. We have that other old guy and yeah. the uh, the charming um... charming Dario Naharis. <laughs> yeah, um, which is fine. It is. It's a little bit of like, okay, well, who? What's gonna happen here? I think we kind of can figure that one out on yeah. our own. <laughs> well, um, you, know, you just knew that that character would be important. Yeah, because he, you know, was given such an opportunity to like say his own name and introduce himself like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the scene was interesting, especially because of playing off of what happened the week before when you had um, the slaver come in yeah. and talk to Dan- uh, Daenerys, and it was played a different completely different way you had the dragons there with yeah. her as intimidating um she was she wouldn't back down that kind of stuff this was played completely different be like it yeah, was she like come sit that down she's a young, yeah a young girl unschooled in the ways of war the dragons weren't there she wasn't trying to intimidate anybody she was trying to get them on her side she also didn't take her clothes off for them which is what he like repeatedly asked her to do so <laughs> good on her that's, for that that's true although she did have her clothes off later in the episode yeah and that's when <laughs> Everything it, worked for her, so <laughs> so obviously <laughs> makes you think. What will you learn here is that if you want to get fo- if you want to get far in Westeros, yeah, just get naked. I think that's been pretty obvious in this <laughs> series thus far, at least this season. Yeah. Um. So she sends them away, and they have their own little camp thing. Yeah. And there's a little scene where the three of them are sitting around, and they're. Uh, they pass out the different coins from... Just um, to decide who's going to go and murder her. Yeah, because they, they feel like a head-on assault isn't smart because they have, how many say, 8,000 unsullied? Yeah, versus their 2,000 uh, sellswords. Okay, so they're like, well, that's not smart. We would obviously lose. So the only best way to do it is to murder her in her sleep, essentially. Yeah. And so they all... they don't You don't know until later, but... That, <clears throat> Well, you actually do. They, she, she shows I'm the one who got the yeah, yeah. square he says, one. And he says Valar Morghulis. Yeah, is, all men must die, yeah. right? And yeah. what's the other one mean? It's all men must Valor serve. Valar Harris. I can't even remember what that means. All men must serve? Something, like, something along those lines. Okay. Um, so he gets sent off. He goes and he dresses up like an unsullied, sneaks in. She's having a bath. Um, yeah, naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, her boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, he gets there, and instead of killing her, what does he do? He drops off the heads of the other two commanders and decides to pledge himself and the second sons now under his command to her. Mm, okay. This I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was well done. I was kind of expecting, judging by the episode name, I was expecting that to be like the the cliffhanger at the end of the episode, but it wasn't. It was right in the middle of the episode, which is it is fine too. Do they touch on it again, or is it just end there? That's it, the end of. Of Danny's did, story yeah. for the episode. That's what I thought. So yeah, so she has this new. It's what would be cool to see is him as one of her commanders now. Like you already have Jorah and Sir Barristan and uh, Grey Worm, the Unsullied, mm-hmm. 
So now he's going to be one of those because that's and just he's, p- another part of their army. And he's the prettiest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> he's the prettiest of them all. <laughs> well, he gave he gave her a look earlier. Well, no, he she, said yeah. a few times that he did it for her beauty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we already he know gave he, her a few looks. Yeah. We already know Jorah has got a thing for her, so it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we already have a love triangle, and there's no love going on yet. So. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see how that changes things for her and everybody around her. Well, but either sh- way, it's good news for her because her army expanded by two thousand ish, and uh, now Young Kai is helpless. Is that your phone that just beeped? Yeah, it was. I'll turn it off. <laughs> That's all right. We all for- we all forget every once in a while. Um, so yeah, she has now. She has ten thousand. Is she gonna sack Young Kai? I guess now is the. I guess is the. Well, be the- she'll have to talk to the wise masters. They have no chance now. So we'll see how they handle that. So but yeah, yeah, they're, she'll they're prob- yeah, she'll probably up her fucking demands, and mm-hmm. then... Well, what she wants out of this is, like, she wants to free the slaves, and obviously she's going to take whatever resources and, and crap she can that will help her on her quest, but she just can't stand the idea of slavery. Yeah, it's she's <coughs> just very... Like, just the one thing she just can't stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when she's done there is is... She's in Slaver's Bay, is what I understand, yeah. right? Is yeah. there any other cities in Slaver's Bay? Other than uh, you Yunkai, do you want me to tell you, or do you want? Well, to I don't know. Where, I don't. Show? No, I don't know where she. I don't know. Where, I could go look. There's at plenty map. of other cities in Essos where she is. In the books where she is, there are three cities along Slaver's Bay, three main cities. Yeah. What is the third one that we haven't been to? The third one is called Mirin. They okay. mentioned it. It was one of the coins was from Mirin. Uh, Another okay. coin was from Volantis, which is further west. So, we'll see what happens. Oh, well, you know what happens, but I. I don't know because I'm not sure the way that the way that they've done Yunkai is very different in the book, and I'm wondering whether or not they might have just merged Yunkai and Marine as one city just to make the story move a bit faster. Okay, like metaphorically merge them because the Mar- yeah, Marine no, no, no. Still Marine a place. is still another city. But what I'm saying might happen is maybe everything that happens in her story in Yunkai or in Marine rather happens in Yunkai or vice or like you know what I mean or some amalgamation. Well, I guess of that. with only two episodes left, I'd assume that that would. I mean, I don't know what's going to... I don't know well, what the, goes the other on. Thing, and... though, the other thing with this season... I know it's not a direct translation of the books, but book three essentially is broken up into two seasons. This is half of book three okay. that we're, we're witnessing. So this stuff with the weddings and all that is happening halfway through book three. Okay, so we still have take. a whole... We still have another half a book in a whole for the next season. But like, there's also like bits of season... Or book four and even book five that have been in the, the show. Like, But like just little bits. The, the main... The main story is this half of book three. Okay, well, thus but far. the books take place um, simultaneously. Some of them take Some, place. No, only book four does. Book four kind of takes place like book three and five uh, follow each other directly, like, okay, uh, temporally, and book four is kind of right in the middle of both of them. Okay, it's like it's on the side. You have three, five, and then next yeah, to three would four, be four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just because for that book, he decided to. Um, divide the books geographically rather than temporarily. So book four focuses on a certain geographic area and book uh, five, the beginning and uh, book five and the end of book three focus on a different geographical area. In your opinion, is that a better thing or? I don't know. Out of all of them, book four is my least favorite. It was kind of a hot, tough, like to get through certain chapters. It gets kind of boring, but <laughs> <laughs> book three and five are awesome. Three is my favorite book and five is right behind it. So, eh. 
<laughs> book four is not that bad. Book four has some good stuff in it. It just also has certain parts where you're just sick of hearing of the same characters. That's because part of uh, separating it ge- geographically, you're only focusing on certain characters, right? Yeah. So like certain people aren't in book four that you really want to know what's happening with their story, and that just gets kind of frustrating, I guess. That makes sense. Um, so what was the other, what was the final story that took place in this episode? <clears throat> um. The Davos and Stannis and Melisandre one. Um, last episode, Melisandre in a quick little scene revealed to Gendry that he has King's blood because he's Robert's bastard. So then in this episode, they arrive at Dragonstone, where Stannis is and Davos is being held prisoner. And <clears throat> Stannis is aware of what Melisandre plans to do with this kid because there's power in his blood. And we don't know exactly what that means, but we've seen uh, what her magic has been able to do in the past, so... It's obviously powerful stuff, and it, it it can't be anything good for Gendry. So you have <clears throat> Stannis come down and visit Davos in the dungeons. Yeah. He knows, um, he tells him about what uh, she's planning. He's brought Gendry here, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, you know, I'm no, I'm no fool. I might not be able to read, but I know that you're only talking to me because I know that you want me to tell you what you, she's doing is wrong. Yeah, that's why Stannis has kept Davos around is for the hard truths. And, like, he knows that Davos won't... He's not a yes man. He's not just going to say something because he doesn't want to offend the king. He'll just tell him exactly how he feels. And Stannis needs that around him because he can't just rely on what Melisandre's saying because she has her own aim. Agenda, yeah. Also, um, it was super cute when he was learning how to read. It's <laughs> <Shit. laughs> like, ah, it's like, oh, I figured it out. <laughs> enough, 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 enough. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Davos counsels against killing Gendry. So, but, he, but before that happens, he's like, well, you know, what has she done that is like not proven that her god is real? Like, and, and to be that, fair, <clears throat> in speaking as from what we've seen, mm-hmm. her god's the only god that's ever done anything, as far as that's, we can no, tell. Out of out of all the the gods and religions that we've been introduced to thus far. That one seems the most tangible for sure. Yeah, so it's like, well, you don't believe she still don't believe that this. Come but, watch, but, she'll prove to you. So the she, other th- the other side, though, like it, it, it's not necessarily her god. Like we, it, it's just like the supernatural side of it. Maybe she's a witch. You know, maybe she has some powers, but she says it's from this god. That's the same. Yeah, but that's possible. But then we have what's going on with uh, Thoros, mm-hmm. and that's <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. even crazier. And that's they're both. <laughs> They'd, As a viewer, know. just the red, the red god is becoming much more, maybe not becoming much more powerful, but more prevalent and uh, more noticeable. So, rather than killing Gendry, though, the king, uh, Melisandre, decides to leech him. So, she leeches him on his dick for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe yeah, that, it's just... the blood from there is even more powerful for some reason. <laughs> but uh, she does that, so she leeches him. And then they throw the... Stannis has to throw the three leeches into the fire and he says the names of Rob Stark, Balon Greyjoy, and Joffrey Baratheon, which are the three Usurpers. remaining uh, <laughs> quote-unquote kings Okay. in the War of the Five Kings, right? What What exactly is a usurper? Well, someone who, who steals... Technically, Robert was a usurper. Robert usurped the, thro- the throne from the Mad King. Okay, so really so his... His so, claim to the throne is based off of use uh, someone. Yeah, it is. But Stannis, according to all the laws and everything, and given the fact that Joffrey and them are not actually Robert's children, Stannis is um, the rightful king. So anybody else claiming to be a king is a usurper of the throne. 
Okay. Oh, that makes sense. And he's like, and and he's been told for the past who knows how long that he's the rightful yeah king by the gods or whatever the god the one and only but that's god. the thing yeah, that's that's what melisandre's influence has, has uh, done to him he he just says he doesn't want all this but his god is making all this happening making him do this he has to be the one or else everybody in the world dies that makes sense so it did what else is anything else happen in the in dragonstone <clears throat> No, I think that I think that's pretty well. I mean, like Melisandre gets naked, but <laughs> and then they leech him. I'm pretty sure that's the end of that one. Yeah, they don't really. They, yeah, that's how the episode ends, isn't it? No, with, no, uh, the episode ends with Sam. Oh, that's right, Sam. That's the last uh, little tidbit, the little bookend. Uh, yeah. Sam with Gilly. He just, he just can't. I just can't help but be just never happy with. He's just always an idiot. Always. <laughs> <laughs> always a bumbling fool. Well, yeah, no. okay, so. They go and they they get back to that tree, which is is that the same tree from earlier? No, when... it's just, it's just a weirwood tree. Oh, it's just another weirwood. Okay, I just thought it was the they're, same. They're one that all they over pledged. the place in the north. They, they okay. aren't so much uh, uh, down south, but in the north, they're everywhere. Okay, so they find like an abandoned or broken down shack, to stay yeah. for the night. Um, <laughs> so they need to stay warm, and then at first, Gilly's like, "Well, come on, we don't need to start a fire. You know, big deal." Just come we can, we can, with me. we can keep ourselves yeah. warm. Yeah, and then and she's Sam like, oh, doesn't, doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's so very he's... obvious what you do with that. <laughs> and so he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do with that. And he's like, and obviously she's like, ugh, fine, I'll just start the fire. Because she's, even she's like fed up with him to some mm-hmm. degree. Also and... because he, he was using big words that she doesn't know and she doesn't like feeling like an idiot. Ah, uh, that's right. That's like no one likes feeling like an idiot. We can all understand that. Um, okay. So she starts the fire and everything's fine and then the, like, hundred crows just show up on the a murder of crows. They're actually ravens, but it's not. Oh, that, okay, deal. those are ravens. Okay, <laughs> so it was a what are they called? What's a, what, I don't know. Ravens they have, they have a weird what? one. I don't know, but I know that rooks are called a parliament of rooks. I know that one. Okay, well that's not what it, it's. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's not a murder. It's not crows. So it's not murder of crows. But anyway, so it's ravens, and um, hundred of them just show up on just the tree for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't really know what that means because it's not like every time one of the White Walkers comes, there's a bunch of crows. That hasn't happened before. And so it was on the That were- was a separate event. Like, they just came to that weirwood and they were all just getting going crazy and then they shut up as soon as the other appeared. Okay. As the White Walker. Okay. Yeah. So the White Walker appears. He uses his... He's going to, like, you know, stay back, stay back. And he just grabs the sword and it shatters. Yeah. So he just uses, like, his coldness... To... I guess it's it's not really clear what their power set is. It's just that conventional weapons have don't really affect them. You can't. So, okay. Um. Okay. That's fine. What? What was this? Why did he need? Why was he after the the boy? The... Well, we don't. Again, we don't know that. But we do know that Craster has been sacrificing all his sons to the White Walkers. So there's something there. It's not clear what, but they like babies. They like baby boys. Okay. All right. So she's after he's after the baby. And to stop him, he uses his um, <coughs> dragon sh- dragon shard or what's it called? Dragon dragon stone? glass. Dragon glass. It's called a, it's obsidian or dragon glass. Okay. He just has this little dagger that they found at the fist of the first men, and that's the only weapon he has left to him. So he stabs this thing, and turns out that that kills them. Okay. So they have a weakness, and. That that's probably ha- is the reason why there was a bag of those things at, at the, the, the first men. Somebody was you know preparing for this. That makes sense, but um, he just left it there, ran away. 
that I, I was like too, yeah. I was like what yeah what, take this it up is you're probably gonna what? need that again <laughs> yeah. ah, <clears throat> ah. It, it, everything would have been fine he would have actually redeemed himself a little bit in my book if he hadn't just left the most important piece of anything he's your ever only owned. weapon yeah don't just <laughs> run away obviously the threat's gone so grab it and go oh um, I just think he was scared I guess he was scared when's he, he not when is he not baby scared? out of there yeah <sighs> Sam's so, annoying okay so that's how it ends overall. <clears throat> What did you Overall, think much episode? better than last week. I was very happy with this episode. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really liked like the uh, again the politics and the, the 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 stuff going on in King's Landing. There's so much of what was was going on in yeah. I know with Danny stuff was interesting. I mean, I liked the it. Danny it just stuff wasn't was a, good. Yeah, like, was it? A, it I, I don't think a lot of people would have been expecting that to happen. Nope, nope. I think more people were looking for a fight. So, well, we, again, we've only ever seen one battle on this show, and it were three seasons in. So <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's not what the show's not about. It is more, like you said, about the politics and that kind of it's true, stuff. True, but it's they did so they did the show they did show the aftermath of the one with Tyrion, where he got hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> but that would that was in the books, right? That that whole battle was in there. Uh, uh, even then, no. Even then, most of the battles in the books, other than the Blackwater, are more. Reference. Not all of them are. So there are battles coming up or whatever, but like a lot of the battles are just referred to or like you know uh, it's like it's like their p- characters reflecting on the battle. You know, remembering it's like flashbacks almost. Um. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Blackwater for sure is in it though. But yeah. But yeah, the show's more about the politics and more about like the characters. The Game of Thrones, if you exactly. Will. <laughs> um. So you liked it better than last week. I don't know if much I liked better, it better much than better than last week. I didn't dislike it. I just it's not these last couple episodes haven't okay. The last two episodes haven't really been as. I, I know uh, the last. I'd say the last three, including this one, the last three. But this one was the best of those three. Like it, it kind of redeemed itself, like redeemed the show in my eyes a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they at least they got stuff done. I felt like last week they didn't really get much done. Well, I mean, they've been talking about those weddings for like half the yeah. season, so it's it's nice to see at least one of them's out of the way. Yeah. Um, other than that, the finding out that Arya is not in sh- like in trouble again is mm-hmm. kind of like relieving. It's like oh, yeah, finally, it, it was like little... even like the music kind of like you felt good after that scene. It was, yeah, it was yeah, like, like nice heroic music. She's on her way home, you know. She's get and she's probably getting home sooner than she thought she would have because the Brotherhood were go- was uh, headed the other way. Are they? They're sh- shoot that that stuff in Ireland, right? Or is, is that yeah in yeah. Northern Ireland? It looks so 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 nice like it just looks like the most like it's pretty breathtaking. cool you were there just recently i wasn't i was in <laughs> ireland though not northern ireland okay so you didn't but get it to is see... essentially it's the same place yeah. essentially but yeah um, I, I didn't get to go to any of the games i went to um we went to a lake uh, you know the show vikings that just came out yeah i've been meaning to watch it. i haven't but we went to like a lake where they had filmed some of that kind of stuff okay i the best the most breathtaking sets on the fi- uh, like on the show or not sets but like uh, Vis- they, vistas, vistas landscapes are, is iceland they when they film like the stuff beyond the wall that yeah. stuff is like <clears throat> crazy like that the cavern and all that like that stuff that's nuts and it's pretty cool yeah i don't Apparently, know the, 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 the irish stuff is pretty nice sometimes like when they now that john and egret are on this side of the wall in that episode where they yeah. were just walking around there were some pretty cool landscapes no agreed um the apparently though when they were filming in iceland they had to wake up at like five in the morning because they were, they could only film during dusk and dawn to get those like <laughs> bluish, orangish skies. Yeah, so they, yeah. they would wake up super early, film like before the sun came up, get ready, yeah. film. Then they would take a break, then come back for sunset to film again. So they'd only get to sleep for like 
sections of the day instead of just like one long sleep. Not worth it though. I'd say worth it. <laughs> I, I guess it for looks us. cool. Yeah, it looks it's, <laughs> it's worth it for me. I didn't have to do any work. I just get to enjoy it. That's true. Um, and the stuff in um, is it Turkey? They film the uh, the stuff across the sea. Uh, no sea. I think it's in Turkey. It looks good. It's in Turkey. I don't I believe, know. I think it's in Turkey. Is what I was told. Or maybe it's not Turkey, but it's something. <laughs> that was Croatia. Oh, maybe it was Croatia. But anyways. It's close. Turkey looks like that, too. One Whatever. of those stupid countries. <laughs> that's also, that's also pre- like, the way that they just make everything look, like, they have a city and they add the red keep on top of it and stuff. That's, yeah, I, yeah. that looks cool. Um, okay, so do, if we have nothing else to say about this episode, do you have anything left to say about it? No. Be, I don't know. Be excited for next episode, but yeah, we two, already are. Two weeks' time. Yeah, maybe we'll do, like, um, maybe we'll do a podcast next week, Game of Thrones thing next week is, uh, an extra bonus or something we'll we'll see we'll let you know we'll figure out if we have enough content for something like that but yeah yeah. we can talk Um, talk about it for sure yeah and um if other than that we'll see you guys in two weeks uh follow us on facebook or uh, sorry on twitter at tower babblecast we're on facebook visit our site dan's writing review it'll be up tomorrow yeah um uh tower in the meantime check out our full podcast which is just the tower babble podcast and that's on iTunes and Twitter. Uh, or sorry, not iTunes and Stitcher, not Twitter. Yeah. Um, we will see you guys in two weeks. Uh, you know, stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today's Game of Thrones theme was performed by Break of Reality. You can find all their work on YouTube and iTunes, as well as on their website at breakofreality.com.